Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Ty Brown Show. I got to warn you, today's episode is going to be really short. I've been out of town and got a lot of catching up to do, but I did have a good question from a listener I wanted to answer, and that is, what are some good rules about venting? So I hope you're ready because we're doing this in three, two, and one. Podcasting from Conciliators, this is The Ty Brown Show. If you're a human and you think you might have to interact with other humans at some point and you like that to go well, then listen up. Oh, yeah. It's time to get cozy with conflict. Let's go. Starting off with our stats of the week, we have a total listener base of, oh, here it is, 1,309 and it looks as though our most popular episode continues to be the uh, the first one on empathy, the Empathy I Feel Your Pain episode. Um, so yeah, things are growing. Uh, also, conflict makes your house cleaner. Uh, that one's doing really good too. So anyway, um, those are just little pieces of information. Hopefully that's interesting to you um, so you can track our progress here on the dispute resolution revolution. Um, we have continued to grow every week, which is good. I think the the energy is building a little bit. People are realizing, you know what, we can improve our lives if we can incorporate some really easy to, well, really hard to learn skills into our everyday conflicts and everyday human interactions. That's the purpose of this podcast is to help your help your conversations go better and help you to resolve issues that are that are impeding your life, resolve the issues that are making you unhappy and um, keeping your relationships from being what you want them to be. So I, I'm hope, hopeful that you've learned some good skills so far, and I'm hoping that today uh, will be another important skill that you can learn. And today's is, is actually an easy skill to learn. It's not, it's not really hard. Um, it's a simple application. It's just a matter of if you want it bad enough. Um, so let's let's dive into that. So the question was, hey, Ty, are there some rules for, um, let's see, how do they say it? Are there rules for when it's okay to vent and when you should keep it to yourself? This is a great question. And I think that there might be some specific hard and fast rules that, that apply to certain relationships and and then maybe the same rule doesn't apply to other relationships. Let me give you a for example. You know, if I just got off the telephone with some customer service rep who was just being a total jerk and, you know, wouldn't wouldn't hear us out and, you know, if I'm all mad about it. I mean, the truth is the truth is the customer service rep probably had some good points and um, I, my anger is probably not totally justified. But you know what? In that situation, there's no relationship to preserve. If I tell my wife about it, you know, who who cares? You know, as long as she can just jump on board and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that person, they are the worst, right? That makes me feel better. And then, and you know, that's fine. Um, so there, there are certain times, I think, where venting, where venting actually doesn't really create much of a problem other than getting you in the habit of, <laughs> of, expressing contempt that could could actually be caught become costly in certain situations so 
here are here are my hard and fast rules. Um, I'll give you my first one. Uh, whenever I whenever I'm thinking about going into business with someone, I have some a couple of different rules that they have to pass in my mind in order for me to be willing to uh, to partner with somebody on a business venture. The first one is uh, the million dollar test, and I just ask myself. If I was sitting at a table with this person, there is a million dollars on one side and me on the other, is this the kind of person who is going to pick me over the money? Do they have that kind of loyalty, that kind of integrity, and that kind of care and love for me as a person that, that I would matter a lot more to them? And it, it, wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be a hard decision. Uh, if I am assured in my mind that for them it wouldn't be a hard decision, then, um, then I feel pretty good about going into business with them, right? Well, that's, so that's one of my rules for, for partners. And then here's my other one, and it goes right to the heart of this question about rules for venting. I will only partner with somebody if they agree that they will not talk negative about me to their spouse. And, uh, and I, I give them the same promise, that I won't talk negatively about them to my spouse. And here's, here's where that rule came from. little story for you. So a few years ago... Four years, four years ago, maybe, um, I uh, went into business with uh, with a couple of partners on a little venture where we went, we set off to invent a product that we thought could be really good. Uh, it was a pet product, and so we got to work and started putting some money in, and we ended up getting some patents, and we got this thing, uh, got got some. Uh, I guess we'll call it injection molds, some injection molds built. And anyway, think, you know, start producing these things en masse. Um, and I started having a lot of pretty frequent conflicts with one of my partners. And he was the one I didn't know as well. And, um, and so our relationship was kind of new and we were still sort of figuring each other out. Um, and I... I found myself very often frustrated with this guy, very often, like pretty much, pretty much every day, and um, and I I started to see this guy with some level of contempt, even though it was I would say pretty mild. Mostly, I still really respected this guy, but I would um, when I was home, I would I would say things to my wife about this fellow. I would I would tell her, oh yeah. Well, you know, guess who, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I started kind of taking out my frustrations on this guy by telling my wife about how hard he is to deal with and, and all the bad decisions and, and how he, he seems to be so unreasonable and his thinking is not, just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, this guy's dumb and, you know, all these things. Well, I would go back to work the next day. I'd see this guy and we'd make a lot of progress and most of the day was pretty good. Most of the day we accomplished a lot of stuff and then we would have kind of our speed bumps and our hiccups where we would butt heads and and that was kind of a small percentage of the day, but generally speaking, you know, we were still working pretty well together and we would eventually kind of get on the same page most often. But I'd go home and I would only talk about, you know, these few bumps and bruises along the way. And what started happening is my wife, who, who would naturally feel protective, protective 
um, she started seeing this guy with a lot of contempt, uh, probably more than me. And, um, and then I felt like I kind of, I had kind of created this image of him that, that, that actually wasn't quite fair, but I felt so, I felt guilty for having created the image. So rather than, rather than, you know, try to set it straight, I would look for things that this guy did that justified this image that I had created of him and um, make me not look like such a bad guy for spreading rumors and gossiping. So I, uh, I started kind of finding my ammunition in my interactions with this guy and, and justifying, you know what I, what I said to Emily, that, that was totally true. He is stupid because look at this. He, he thought this and this and this. And so anyway, um, this cycle continued. It, it eventually got to the point where, you know, it just it was pretty clear that we weren't going to be able to continue working together. And it was, it was pretty unpleasant for me. And, and I'm sure it was unpleasant for him, too. Um, and that was that was just really a breakdown in communication and not not being willing <laughs> to just work it out um, directly as opposed to going and venting my frustrations to someone I love who I know would side with me. So anyway, it, it ultimately did end, uh, you know, I ultimately ended up leaving that situation and, and getting out of that business. And it was too bad, really cool product. Um, so it, was, it was a good experience and I just kind of let it got, I let it get out of hand. And, um, and um, yeah, it was too bad. And so after that experience, I realized my mistake. And I realized, you know, this probably happens a lot. It probably happens a lot where business owners are frustrated because business can be hard and things don't always go as planned and there's a lot of adversity and you want to blame somebody. And so when you go home and you don't want to just own up to your failures, you just tell tell your tell your wife why you're so upset, tell your husband why you're so mad and why your partner sucks so bad and... Um, <laughs> and, you know, it kind of makes you feel a little better, but, but, oh boy, now you've got a real problem on your hands um, because you've got to now weave a story where your feelings make sense. You have to turn this person into a villain who's worthy of your scorn, which is the def definition of contempt. Okay, so that's a, that's a real story that happened to me. So anyway, after learning this, I started talking to business owners um, uh, uh, my clients, right? My, my conciliators clients, these businesses who've hired us to resolve their workforce disputes. And I realize, uh Oh, I think pretty much all major owners of businesses are, are bad mouthing each other at the dinner table to their family, or at least to their spouse. And so I remember sitting down with two owners and, uh, and I said, hey, guys, um, there are there are some you know, there's a lot of problem. There are a lot of problems here. And um, we're just going to we're going to start tackling them one by one. And I have one thought, a suggestion, really, that I'm curious to get your input on and see if you'd be willing to implement. And it's this. What if there was a rule that both of you just agree that from now on, you're not going to say anything negative about your partner to your spouse? And both of them started laughing. They started laughing and, and we dove into it a little bit and, and they both just admitted that they had often done this. They had fallen victim to this, you know, 
the ceaseless venting to their spouse about the frustrations with their business partner. And this was because their business was experiencing a lot of adversity as a young business, a lot of challenges to getting going. And so there they were, um, and their wives hated the, the partners. Both of their wives hated the other partner, um, the business partner of their, of their spouse. And it, it, you know, it, it makes perfect sense because the story that they had been told was really, really negative and one-sided and biased and, and in a lot of cases just plain out not true. And so they laughed and they both said, okay, yeah, we're going we're gonna to stop doing that and um, try to repair some of the damage that has been done. And the, the sad part about this story in this particular instance is one of the partners took that real seriously the other one did not and um and i i mean i don't i don't know the details really i i act like i know um the story that i hear is that one of them took it seriously the other did not uh, who knows if that's right but ultimately that partnership ended up coming to an end for the same reason um venting is really just it's really just like a fire hose of blame which we've talked about on this podcast before uh, blame is a dangerous blame is a dangerous thing and it's the opposite of accountability and um, and and usually it's not very accurate or helpful so that is my rule those are my two rules in business uh, about business partnerships now the the same so so okay before I before I switch gears here there are times where you just you need a sounding board. You need someone to talk to in order to process it because you've got all these feelings that are usually really strong. You know, if you're having a major business partner conflict, you've got some strong emotion because your livelihood is tied up in this. And um, anyway, there's just a lot of emotion, and it can be difficult to process these kinds of problems and issues that you're having. It can be hard to process them with all that emotion. And so it is good to find someone you can talk to about them. Um, but there are some rules for how to do that. And the first one is, um, you know, focus, uh, focus on first figuring out exactly how you're feeling, what you're, you know, exactly how you're feeling. I guess identify the way you're feeling. And it's okay to talk to even your spouse about how you're feeling. Um, that's, that's not only okay, that's like, that's important for like a healthy marriage. It's okay to talk to your parents about how you're feeling. If you're in a, if you're in a really bad marriage and you go and talk to your parents and you start talking to them about your spouse, um, it's pretty easy to create some enemies there where your parents will start seeing your spouse as a villain because they're protective of you, right? Well, the easy way around this is to talk about your feeling, which uh, talk about what you're feeling. That's that's a lot safer um, and and avoid blaming. If you can avoid blaming, you'll avoid creating these little contempt monsters that are running around trying to protect you from these make believe villains that you've created. Um, so anyway. Boy, my thoughts are all over the place today. I, anytime I go back and listen to these podcasts, I can tell like, wow, my mind was really swimming there, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it, it does do that a lot. And I'm, I'm sorry, but thanks for, thanks for putting up with it. Okay, if you do need to talk about a business partner to somebody, my advice is this. Find, well, <laughs> my advice is this. This, is, this should be obvious, but go talk directly to your partner about it. 
And that's what I tell anyone that I ever, you know, start doing business with is I tell them, I say, look, if you're having an issue and you find yourself wanting to like tell your spouse about me, instead of doing that, just come talk to me, come talk to me first. And, um, and chances are, if we listen and, and, and try to understand each other, we'll be able to figure this out. And that's almost always universally true. And so that's just, that's just how it kind of, I mean, that's how it should go. Anytime you're in the workplace, if you have an issue with someone, the best way, the most productive way to spend your time and energy, it's not going and talking to other people about this problem, knowing that they're not going to fix it. I mean, that's, that's not helping. It's not helping you. It's only creating, it's only creating a worse situation for everybody. So anyway, option one is just talk directly to the person. But if you need to process it before you have that conversation, find someone who's neutral. And, and I mean like actually neutral, not going to be biased in your favor. And focus again on, on what you're feeling and then focus on what caused that feeling to arise in you. What was the thing that was said? What was the action that was taken that produced that feeling? You'll identify, you'll say, okay, this thing, this behavior, this, this phrase, this email, this phone call, it caused this really strong reaction in me, this really strong emotion. That was the impact that this thing had. And then with a neutral, you can process, was that the impact that was intended? Maybe, maybe not. And a neutral will be able to see that a lot better. And they might help you to kind of negotiate with your feelings a little bit before you go into this charged discussion with your partner or coworker. They can help you realize, you know what, it probably, it probably wasn't that. Um, it, you know, I can see why you'd react that way, but there's, there's a, a much more, you know, innocent or innocuous story that you could, you could be telling yourself here. And, um, you know, so I think you can go into this conversation with an open mind and know that this person is not just after you, even if you feel like they are. So anyway, that's kind of a little bit of, um, that's just a little bit of advice for how to handle, <laughs> how, you know, how to handle this question about rules for venting. Now in a marriage, I use a similar rule only, only maybe even more strictly, um, it, again, it, the, the, if there's an issue in your marriage, the best thing to always do is to go and talk to your your spouse about it. Just just bring it up and try to try to bring it up with an open mind. Don't blame them. Just bring it up without blame, without judgment, and um, try to try to learn. Take that learning stance we've talked about, and try to understand each other. Try to figure out exactly what's going on, and you'll be much better off than if you go and. Um, just start venting about your spouse to someone else because that's it's not fair to your spouse and it's not good for it's not good for the way you see your spouse and so those are just a couple of couple of things I thought this was a really intelligent question I'm glad I'm glad that it was asked um, so next time you find yourself gossiping talking about someone blaming somebody behind their back remember that that is not the most productive use of your time um, it's not, it's, it's going to be destructive for that relationship and it's going to create a little contempt monster, someone who's very much biased in your favor, who probably won't be able to see this person differently. 
And um, so just keep that in mind. There are a lot of consequences uh, for talking about others behind their backs, uh, especially in a negative light. Uh, if you do find that you've slipped up and that you've really thrown uh, someone who's important to you under the bus, um, it's actually not that hard to repair that damage. You can just own up to it and be like, you know what, I'm pretty worked up and I'm not really being fair to them. Um, really what this is all about is, is I'm feeling so, you know, insert emotion, whatever you're feeling. So it's, it is easy to correct if you find that you've, you've stumbled. And I'm not saying it's bad to talk about other people because it's not. Like we live in this world and you'd run out of things to talk about if we couldn't talk about each other. So I'm not saying you can't talk about other people. Um, but be very cautious about creating feelings of contempt about others. Um, so that's, that's my advice. I hope that that helps and I hope that it makes your lives a little happier. I can tell you, if you can eliminate the amount of negative talk about others, uh, if you can reduce that a little bit, you're going to feel happier. And it's funny, you think you might run out of things to talk about. It's like, hey, if I'm not, if I'm not gossiping about, if I'm not gossiping about Mike, what am I going to talk about? Um, actually, you'll find there's plenty of other things that are a lot more uplifting to talk about. So uh, I hope that you'll enjoy that. Share, share your stories with me. I, if you're using, if you use this tip, uh, let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear. And actually, I, I actually should share a couple of listener stories that go to this. I, I hadn't occurred to me until just now. Um, someone was telling me that they had a um, they had a date. They had they had asked a girl to a dance. It's one of our younger listeners. They had asked a girl to a dance, and um, the girl answered by saying, "Gosh, I'd really love to go with you, but I'm just not sure that I'm going going to be able to get work off that night." And, uh, you know, I just started this job and so it, it could be hard and I am scheduled to work that night. So uh, you probably want to ask somebody else. And this guy was like, no, I'm not going to ask anybody else. But he didn't even tell that to this girl. He just said, well, let's just let's just plan on it. Let's just do it. And uh, you let me know. And if you can't go, that's fine. But but let me know. All right. So um, she doesn't let him know. They don't talk at all. And then like the day of the dance, he calls her up and goes, hey, so are we going? And, and by the way, the ask, the I guess the invitation to the dance had been kind of last minute, just a couple of days beforehand. So anyway, on the day of the dance, he calls, he says, hey, what's going on? You know, are you coming? And and she goes, um, you know, I, I, I've tried, but it, I'm still scheduled. I'm still on the schedule. Let me make some calls and see if we can work it out. And so this guy gets all excited, starts feeling kind of optimistic, like, hey, you know what? She's going to she's going to get it off. She's working it out. She's she's going to be able to come. It's going to be a great time. But as the dance got closer and closer and closer, you know, no phone call, no phone call. And finally, um, finally, he calls her back and she says, you know what? I just can't go. I'm so sorry. I've tried and I can't get it off. And he's really disappointed. Right. He, he likes this girl. Um, she's probably so beautiful. Right. But Oh, now I now I've got no one to go to the dance with and it's way too late to ask someone else like I'm just not going. Right. So he goes and he tells his parents, you know, hey, you know, she's not she's not going. She's going to work. And his parents are like, wait, what? What? And he hadn't filled them in on any of the details other than, hey, I asked her to go to the dance and I just found out she's not coming. <laughs> and so the parents were like, oh, my gosh, like she is. She's the worst. She's so inconsiderate. She's, gosh, she's like a heartbreaker, ruthless, no mercy. This this girl, you know, we, we need to be leery of her. Um, we're not giving her a chance. 
But it's funny because after this, the guy was still interested in pursuing her, still interested in dating this girl um, because he knew that, you know, there wasn't really, she hadn't really done anything wrong. But it was funny because his parents were just always so, they, they were just so against, they were just so against this girl because this story that he had told them, which wasn't totally fair, um, but he expressed it, you know, in, in a way that was very blame oriented and yeah, he created these little contempt monster parents who were like, no, you're, you know, this girl, she, she ain't good enough for our boy. And um, so that's, that's one, one example of how uh, being careless with venting can create this social contagion where we start viewing each other through a prism or through a, a lens of contempt. Um, so I, I thought that was, I thought that was like a really great, I thought that was a great example and um, oh, and then okay, there's there's actually there's another one that I completely forgot about. Okay, so this is one of my real close friends. Um, I was just on a drive. I, we were driving up to a meeting, and he was telling me how he has to be he has to be so careful about saying anything incriminating about anyone else to his to his spouse, who's just naturally very feisty and aggressive and uh, and just very protective i i guess um and so it, it just this it just as i'm saying this it occurs to me this is like a really common thing guys this is like a this is a huge problem and potentially we can save a lot of heartache by being a little bit more cautious about the way we vent so that's the invitation uh go ahead and and, and be a little more cautious in that and uh, follow these simple rules might improve your life all right, that's all. Thanks for indulging these, uh, these stories that came to my mind last minute. But we're wrapping it up for reals this time. Thanks again for listening.